Mine's good. Life's good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hi, Scott. Hey, Sean. Been a long time. I know, right? I mean, we we don't spend enough time together, clearly. Uh, and we have to do more of these shows, so... <laughs> The Women's World Championships kicks off this weekend from North Bay, Ontario, one of the great cities in this country where I used to live. Yeah, you're pretty proud of that. It's a good place. I, I like it. It's a pain to get to. Driving from any direction. I've driven there from from Sudbury, from Toronto, and from Ottawa. They all suck. <laughs> like it's, There's not a good drive among them. The only good thing is that uh, for anyone who's from Ontario or has done that drive, Highway 11, which starts at Barrie pretty much uh, from the 400, you used to have to go through uh, South River and, and Sundridge, and they've created bypasses. So, And it's four lanes most of the way separated. It's so much better than it used to be. It cuts like 20 minutes off the drive, but it still sucks. Okay, next up in uh, road rants, uh, Sean talks about the road between where? Anywhere, all the places. They all suck. Um, so, let's uh, but let's talk about the the World Women's Curling Championship, and what I think will be a, a pretty interesting week because there's a lot of teams that we haven't seen that much of. Yeah, yeah. With it being an Olympic year, you know, there's a lot of countries are sending different teams than the team that represented them at the Olympics. Right, which we which we think is a good idea given the Olympic hangover that a lot of teams have uh, that we've seen in the past that the teams can struggle to to be motivated after the Olympics, particularly if it went really well or really poorly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it can be a, it can be tough to keep moving forward. So, what we've done here is we've broken this field into quads that we think are representative of, of the relative quality of the teams and who we think should be at the top or will be at the top uh, and so on and so forth. So let's start with the bottom quad. These are teams that we don't know much about necessarily or, or who don't play on tour a lot. So their world rankings are a little lower than some of the other teams. So let's sort of run through these teams really quickly. And you have five teams in the bottom quad. Yeah, yeah. The the five teams in the bottom, they're all ranked 50 or below in the World Curling Tour order of merit. Uh, so from the bottom up, uh, they're Denmark, China, Japan, Italy, and Germany. Yes, yeah, so let's, uh, let's start with the Danish team then, uh, if they're ranked the lowest. And, and again, this is a country that is not sending their Olympic team that we saw. We saw Madeleine Dupont. At the uh, Olympic Games, of course, the only game she won at the Olympic Games was uh, against Team Canada and Rachel Holman. But this is Angelina Jensen, who we've seen before. She's not uh, a new figure. She's played at the World Championships in the past. So, you know, there is some familiarity with here, but they're not ranked high. They don't play a lot of games, only 12 games on tour this year. Yeah, 12 games for the whole season. And I think they were both in Europe, both uh, events in Europe. Um so, yeah, they played in Riga, Latvia, and in Bern. 
So, you know, they're not a team that's traveling very far. They're not a team, you know, that, that plays a lot on tour. So uh, I'd, I'd say they'd be lucky to win a game in this championship just like the uh, Danish team did at the Olympics. I don't know, but given that there are teams there that we think would be at the bottom, I mean, I, I could certainly see them winning a game or two uh, given the field. Oh, may, maybe they'd sneak one in, but uh, I I don't see them knocking on the door of the playoffs. No, it's it's very unlikely. So so let's sort of move on then. And uh, with all due respect to the Danish team, and and let's talk then about the Chinese team. And uh, certainly going into the Olympic Games, I was very high on uh, Bingyu Wang as a potential playoff and medal contender at the Olympic Games for the Chinese mm-hmm. uh, team, and she will not be in North Bay. Here, uh, they are sending a different team. Yeah, a different team. Uh, by the looks of it, a much younger team with uh, the hopes to maybe turn over the the reins of Chinese women's curling. Yeah, and this is interesting too because, you know, as we just talked about with the Danish team, that's a team that, that we've seen before but we, we don't know much about. Here's a team in uh, Yilong Jiang that plays on tour a bit. Like, they, they have some, some numbers, 42 games, this season, uh, they've played in Canada. They played in the United States as well. Uh, they, they were part of that Curling Night in America series oh. that NBC Sports does, um, which, when I was in the United States, was edited extraordinarily poorly. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> like, really, really poorly. Uh, they don't do it live. They they let it run sort of weekly. And uh, so they, they don't, they actually don't, have the the results released so this happened in august and they just sort of release them weekly which is a good idea and this is the sort of thing that's not going to get leaked out uh but these games in august we don't know the results of uh, necessarily or at least uh, uh we use curling zone and they don't have them up yet so certainly the, the, the game against jamie sinclair for instance who is representing the united states in this event uh, there's no result posted mm-hmm. for their curling night in america game but they, they played as part of that series they played at the Shorty Jenkins, the Stu Cells, uh, and then over in Stockholm at the Ladies' Cup. The Pacific Asia, of course, uh, played in there as well. So, uh, and it uh, looks as though they won the bronze medal at the Asia Pacific Championships. Yeah, so this team is the beneficiary of the expanded field this year, where yes. there's three teams from the Pacific Asia region. Uh, so, they're the third team uh, by a by all the uh, the metrics there. And looking at their order of merit, they're 135 on the order of merit this year, and they're right around um, where you'd see some, maybe some junior level teams. I see Emma Wallingford is in there from our own uh, Ottawa Curling Club there, and like Sarah Daniels is in the same neighborhood. Uh, the Hungarian team is there as well. So, you know, a little bit farther down the list of, uh, of teams. So, you know, maybe they'll get some experience, but uh, again, I don't see them doing anything. Right, and again, this is another team like the Danish team that the, I, I, I honestly don't see anyone going over in this field. Um, but they, they should get a few wins, and they could give people games because they've played in a lot of big events, uh, and they've played on arena ice before, uh, twenty-five and seventeen this year. What's interesting about them and looking at their numbers, uh, they're they score. <laughs> Uh, averaging 8.3 points a game mm. this season, uh, giving up 6.7 points a game. But, you know, so clearly they're not scared to mix it up. 
Yeah, I guess not. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see what they do. Yeah. But, uh, next team on the list, also out of the uh, Pacific Asia region. Is that is it Pacific Asia or Asia Pacific? I think it's Asia Pacific. I always want to say Asia Pacific, but then I think, oh, I think maybe it's Pacific Asia. But anyway, uh, from that region. and <laughs> the uh, other side of the world. Yeah, so this is actually the team ranked number 100 on the Order of Merit list uh, for the women. And they're the fourth highest Japanese team on that list. So uh, their team... Koana um, from uh, from Japan. Uh, the skip uh, Tori Koana is 22 years of age, and she throws the third rocks in this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Junko Nishimura throws the fourth stones for them. Uh, an arrangement, of course, that we've seen a bunch uh, mm-hmm. over the years. Various teams, uh, perhaps most successfully with Randy Furby uh, and Dave Nedowin having that arrangement. What's interesting too about this team, of course, is that they, they've played a little bit uh, on tour. They played at uh, an event in Winnipeg and uh, Portage at the Canada Inns as well, but they did not play in the Asia-Pacific Championships um, because Japan sent, uh, I'm going to assume, the, the Olympic team to, to play in that as preparation for the Olympic Games. So this is a, a team that, you know, internationally, this sort of event... Not a lot of experience, so it'll be really interesting to see how it goes for them. Yeah, looking at their uh, record for the season, 19 games played with uh, five wins, 14 losses. So, so uh, not super great, but uh, maybe the gaining experience will get them on the right track. Right, and again, this is what we what we've seen over the the years since the Olympics were put in place. Here is that. Countries are using this event, the World Championships, after the Olympics as almost a reset. We were talking about it with individual mm-hmm. teams a lot, where teams are breaking up and starting to come together over the summer. I think associations are doing it as well, especially the associations where they put together teams, where they take the best players and put them together, mm-hmm. that they send them to the World Championships, see what happens, and, and see what the potential is for this team. That feels like what's going on with this Japanese team, because even if you don't want to send the... Fujisawa team, like as you said, this is the fourth ranked team mm-hmm. on the order of merit from Japan. So there were other options to send. So uh, it seems like a very uh, sort of a, a very strategic move by the Japanese curling federation to send a different team, get them some experience, and, and see how they do. Yeah. Now we're moving on on the list uh, to Italy and Germany. But now that I think about it, it's probably these three teams we've just talked about probably deserve their own grouping. Uh, followed by Italy and Germany. We've seen these two teams before at World Championships, so it's not like they're rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like uh, they've they've never done it. So uh, the the next team up is uh, who's that? Italy. It's Italy. Diana Gaspari. Gaspari. So they played at the Olympics, yeah? Or they didn't make it? No, they didn't Italy make wasn't it. there this year. Yeah, no, you're, you're they were right. not. They did not qualify. So yeah, they're ranked eighty uh, fourth, I think. Uh, Anyway, uh, on the on the order of merit, they're a team that's been around uh, a while. Perennially, when they go to the World Championships, it's been uh, sort of bottom half uh, mm-hmm. of the of the standings. They don't make it every year. They often have to play off uh, in the European B event to to get to the World Championships. So, you know, uh, I I don't think it's fair to group them with the other three teams that just don't seem to have that mu- as much experience. But okay. uh, they're another team that I would, 
I would say we'll be on the outside looking in. Right. So this team actually they uh, they did play in the, that second chance Olympic qualification event. Went five and one, mm-hmm. uh, but then lost in the playoffs first to Bing Yu Wang and then to Madeline Dupont. That's right. So they had a good week there in which they beat during the round robin. Bing Yu Wang, they beat uh, Jench, who's the, the German team here. And uh, th- so they have some good wins. They beat uh, the Czech team, who's here as well. So they, they played some good games there. So we know that they're capable of winning some games. Uh, uh, and certainly from world championships in the past, uh, they've never really threatened for the playoffs, but they can win some games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, they're, they've got experience, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, knock off a few teams, but. Uh, playoffs uh, be a long shot yeah all right so then let's move on then you said germany is next uh, yeah they're all the way up at number 50 on the world rankings which sort of made me question my uh, divisions but uh, it's daniela jensch she's been to the world championships i think the last two years she was also in the women of curling calendar Hey-o. this uh for 2017 and uh, they're a pretty fun team to watch. Uh, I don't know exactly how much they've played this year. It looks like not that much. No, I'm getting a bunch. I'm seeing 63 games here. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on a different website that's not Curling Zone, so I should always use Curling Zone. I always use Curling Zone. Yeah, they played at the Stu Cells. Uh, they played at another event in Oakville. Then they went to Sweden to play in the Stockholm Ladies' Cup, which is a huge event. And they came back and played at an event in Calgary the next week. Oh, my goodness. Um... <laughs> Uh, at the Curlers Corner Autumn Gold Classic there. Playing some really good teams, actually. Uh, there, Holman was there. Michelle Englott was there. Darcy Robertson was there. Hmm. Uh, so played some some tough teams there. Uh, then over at that event in Riga in Latvia that we talked about. A couple events in Switzerland, the Czech Republic. Played in the events in Bern. Um, the Glasgow events as well. So they've played a whole bunch. Also, they played in the um, Olympic Qualification Tournament. They did not do that well there, going two and four, not making the playoffs. Hmm. But at that event, um, they be, did beat uh, Ku, Kubetskova, they who did. is the Czech team, which is the next one we'll talk about. Yeah, so again, this is a team that, uh, yeah, get some wins, but I don't think a threat to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go then to the next quadrant. Uh, that you have identified here. There's three teams in this quad. Yeah, so uh, we'll start with the Czech Republic team, um, Kubitskova. Uh, they also played in that Olympic qualifying event, yep. and uh, I think they made the playoffs, uh, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm thinking of the men's side. Yeah, you are incorrect on yeah. that. They went 3-3 three and three in the Olympic qualification event. Okay, so not bad, right? No, it got some good wins. They beat Madeleine Dupont in that event. Uh, of course, went to the Olympic Games. Um, played, lost by a point to Bing Yu Wang. Um, lost to uh, Jens, as we talked about uh, there. but And they lost to uh, Gaspari as well by a couple points. Um, but again, this is another high-scoring team, if we look at it. Uh, score, averaging 7.3 points per game and giving up 7.3 points per game because they are 23 and 23 on the season. Wow, wow. They're uh yeah, they've played uh, quite a bit. They're they're number 38 on the order of merit list. So creeping up there a little bit higher than uh, some of the other teams we've talked about already. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, there's some good results here and and again, they did not play in the European Championships or uh, anything like that. So We'll see what happens with them and the, the, the team from the Czech Republic. Again, another one. 
honestly, I think we could have just lumped a lot of these teams together because you could tell me that Italy wins four games or they win one game, and I'm okay. Like, uh, but I don't think any of these teams are threats so far that we've talked about. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, I I would put the Czech team as sort of the the first team we've talked about so far that could maybe qualify for a playoff run if they put together a week sort of like the week the week the Koreans put together at the Olympics. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. That's fair. So uh, let, let's move on then to the Russian team. This is the first of the teams that we're going to talk about that played in the Olympic Games. Yeah, Victoria Moiseva. They uh, admittedly had a disappointing Olympics. <laughs> Uh, they won one game? Two. Two games. They beat Bing Yu Wang, which crushed her uh, playoff chances. It was a big loss because um, you lose a game to the rest of the field in that situation. They beat Madeline DuPont as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've uh, we've already talked about them in our Olympic preview, but uh, looking at this, they played 88 games this year. A lot of games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll wonder if maybe uh, the Olympics took a toll on them, you know, uh, mentally... Worn out. Yeah, so this is the thing that, that, you know, I mentioned earlier, bad Olympics could lead to a hangover just as much as a good Olympics can lead to a hangover. Mm-hmm. And certainly we saw it with Brad Jacobs, uh, the Olympic hangover in the last events after the Olympics in 2014. Here's the case that for this team it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They had a bad week, but they were playing under that weird Olympic athletes from Russia thing, that whole thing, that whole scandal around them. I I don't know if it really would have affected them, but the the male uh, curler from the mixed doubles team mm-hmm. he gets dinged uh, right in the the early part of the week, yeah. and surely the the press, uh, the media would have been asking them a lot of questions about it because uh, they're the team that's there, they're available. So I'm sure that sort of caused some some concerns for them and some extra hassle that they didn't plan on. Uh, in addition to the overall thing of you're not playing for your country and that's got to be a, a somewhat awkward difficult thing whereas now they're coming to north bay the the lingering stench of that positive test i think has sort of faded away uh, and it's certainly not it doesn't have anything to do with this team right they didn't have a, a positive test whereas at the olympics you sort of everyone gets lumped together from a country so i think getting out of that will be good for them and then they're playing as russia so I wonder if for them this will actually, getting out of that pressure cooker and, and the fishbowl of the Olympics within the very specific circumstances that all Russian athletes had over in South Korea, if that will be an opportunity for them to just let it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you said a lot of words there, and I, I don't disagree. Uh, th- this is a team that we've seen do well uh, on the world stage before. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some Grand Slam events and whatnot. And so, yeah, this is a team I could see making the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I'm just ma- I'm making the case. That's what I'm doing. I'm making the case for why they can do a lot better. Yeah, I, you don't have to convince me. All I, right, I agree. Okay. All right, so then let's talk about uh, a, a team that might be surprising to some folks because it's been a while, I think, since we have not seen... Um, Eve Muirhead. Eve Muirhead at... A world championships and alas we won't see her this time we won't see her there yeah this uh, this team Hannah Fleming uh, they won the Scottish national championships and then played off against Eve for the 
for the chance to go to the worlds. Yeah, so it was it was kind of weird, and and Scotland wasn't the only country that did this, where their national champions championships took place during the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. um, or in the sort of week leading into the Olympic Games. So all their Olympic teams could not play. Uh, it was sort of this interesting quirk of scheduling that that's the way it, it worked out. So yeah, so Eve Muirhead, and we'll, when we talk about the men. Uh, Kyle Smith had to do the same thing. They come home for the Olympics about a week later. They got a playoff. I think it was the best of three series to see who goes to the world championships. So you're even your head. You just you're gutted from losing that bronze medal game uh, after a really long week. You know, and again we talked about this with the the Canadian teams after the trials. I mean, your whole schedule is geared towards this event uh, and, and sort of getting there and and, and being successful at that event, and then you come home a week later, which barely enough time to readjust to the time zone, and then you got to go play mm-hmm. for the chance to represent the country at the World Championships. So perhaps unsurprisingly, both the teams, in the Scottish case, the Olympics teams, aren't going uh, because of that. So Yeah, they and they, I mean, they beat even your head 2-0 in a best-of-three series, so... Uh, definitely some lingering after effects of the Olympics for them. Yeah. But, you know, it'll be good to see a new team. I think in 2014, Scotland also sent another team. Okay. Could be wrong. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see a new team here and uh, see what they've got. Yeah, and this is a team that plays a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've been over to Canada this season. They actually played in the Tour Challenge in the Tier 2, Tier two event, event yeah. of that. They got into a tiebreaker there, where they lost to Stephanie Lawton uh, out there. And that was early in the year in, in Regina there. Uh, played at the Shorty Jenkins, then they played in that Stockholm Ladies' Cup, and then they came back in November and played an event in Red Deer and in Minnesota, and uh, then, of course, in that event in Bern as well. And then went through the Scottish championships playing quite well. They went into the playoffs. They lost their last three games before the playoffs mm. uh, after winning the first five and they go through and uh, win um, the women's and they go through and, and as you say beat Eve Muirhead two games to nothing yeah and they've uh, they've amassed a winning record for the season which is really good to good to see so this is one of those teams that uh, along with the Czechs and the Russians for me they have a chance to uh, sneak into that fourth uh, playoff spot yeah and now I'm looking at their schedule here with what's interesting to me too so the first Four, first five game or first four games, uh, Russia, Italy, USA, the Czechs. They could be three and one. Yeah, easily, um, pretty easily three and one there. And then they get the Swiss, then the Germans. So let's even if they're four and two when they go play Canada, that's pretty good. Um, and they're back loaded. Their last two games are Hasselberg and uh, Injun Kim. So if they can pile some wins up earlier in the early in the week, they could get in a roll. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be it'll be fun to. Swiss. Yeah, fun to watch. Fun yeah, to so watch. Uh, so the next tier up, or the next uh, quad up uh, from Scotland, we have... We can say tier, it's fine. We have the uh, the Americans and Jamie Sinclair. Yeah, so I've uh, sort of put Jamie Sinclair in this spot here. Uh, their team is pretty good. They're, they're ranked on the world tour ahead of all the other teams we've talked about so far. So... They, 
they're a team that uh, is sort of on the rise, should be able to do well in a field such as this, uh, where we've talked about a bunch of teams already whose ranking is below 100. Uh, I think she's at uh, 15 or 25 or so. You know, it's it's um, it's the time I think for Jamie Sinclair's team to sort of step it up on on a world stage. Right, and and they have some really good results so far this year. They qualified for the playoffs in the Tier Two events of the Tour Challenge. Uh, they won the Shorty Jenkins Spiel undefeated there, and those are some good teams. They beat Ali Flaxy, mm-hmm. they beat Holly Duncan, they beat Krista McCarvel. So some good events there. They made the playoffs of the Masters uh, there in uh, a tie break. Uh, they had to go through a tie break, but they beat Anna Sidorova there. Um, you know, in the they made it to the finals of the American Curling Trials, where they lost two games to one there to Nina Ross. So they were right there mm-hmm. at the chance uh, to go to the. Um, to the Olympics, uh, played in that event in Camrose as well, be Alina Pats there. So, I mean, they, they have some good wins on their resume, and even though, like I said, it's not Nina Roth, it's not the team we saw at the Olympics, good team, and certainly uh, in a field that we've seen each country not sending necessarily the best team, this is a, a team that can do some damage. Absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, like, they've beat... Uh, I think almost all the teams ahead ahead of them on this list. So, you know, they've got the pedigree. It'll just be about putting it all together and, and uh, representing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, speaking of representing quite well, let's get to our next team, the South Koreans. Yeah, now I, I put them here fourth based on the, uh, the order of merit, but we saw them as you say, represent at the Olympic Games. And uh, they might even uh, deserve to be a spot or two higher here. Yeah, so they crushed it during the Olympics. They had a great week. Mm -hmm. Um, The crowd was going crazy. They they get the silver medal. Here's my concern with this team. They were at home in South Korea. They had Mm -hmm. the bump there. Mm The crowd was behind them. they, They played amazing. Uh, you know, sort of the week of your life, basically. And now, six weeks later, fly into North Bay, Ontario, uh, and go play. Like, th- this is where I am I'm skeptical. Just because, like, when we talk about the Olympic letdown, this strikes me as the team with, even though they didn't win the gold medal, and we'll talk about uh, Hasselberg in a minute, this team strikes me as the biggest potential letdown from the Olympics that from all accounts like they, they're celebrities in South Korea now they were getting a lot of attention like doing talk shows and, and blowing up on social media all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and like I say now you're going to go into a games when I, I, I'm curious to see how North Bay does but on, you're playing to draw like in the Olympics it was full when you were there now you're going to go into North Bay if Canada's not playing you're probably looking at a, a best a half full building and you got to go play. Not as much energy. Like I just, I just wonder about that. And and certainly, whenever we've seen this team, they're not short on energy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they need the crowd to really gin them up, but I, I do think that if there's a team that has the biggest letdown, Olympic letdown potential, it's this team. It's definitely possible. I, I'm looking at their uh, 
the world team ranking uh, points gained. And obviously the biggest points they gained was from the Olympics. But the second most points they gained in any event was from the Meridian Canadian Open, which was the event right yes. before the Olympics in Camrose. So they carried the momentum they had through from making it to the quarterfinals mm-hmm. in that event uh, right through to the Olympics. And you'd think that they might be able to do it again here. Uh, I understand all your points, but they're playing really well at the right time. Right. Now, they haven't played since. Of course, there's really nothing to play in mm-hmm. since the Olympic Games. So uh, you just wonder if the feel could be gone, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that. but I'd worry about that with any of these teams, right? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, yeah, so I, that's the only... my. This team was such a good story. They were so great. And I, I hope they do well. I, I think it would be good for the event uh, if they if they do really well in North Bay because it adds another elite level team mm-hmm. to the field and I, I hope that I'm wrong uh, I'm not even saying they're gonna have a letdown I'm saying that there's a potential here sure for the letdown so it'll be interesting to see how they start off the week I think they get a good schedule in looking at this they get Germany first the Czechs second so they should be two and zero heading into play Anna Hasselberg which okay. would be a fun early game. Uh, and I understand that TSN only shows the Canadian draws to, uh, because, of course, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that game, this the, that early game uh, in draw eight there, it'll be f- interesting to see um, the, the, that rematch. Sure. Uh, yeah. er, early in the week. Well, I say early in the week. It's uh, because of the 13 teams, it's draw eight, and it's only their third game. Okay. They have draws okay. four, five, six, and seven off. Oh boy! They go from Sunday morning to Monday night. Okay, so that's, a, so that's a long bit of way off. off. But in any event, they should be considered a playoff favorite heading into the event. Yeah, and, and even in, if you're looking at letdown too, those two games against Germany and the Czechs, if they stub their toe in one of those two games, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that. Exactly. All right. So the next team in this quad, you have the Swiss here. Yeah, the Swiss team is going to be uh, Binia Felcher's team uh, this week. Whoa. So they're uh, the team that's representing Switzerland after we saw Sylvana Tiranzoni representing them at the Olympic Games. Uh, Binia Felcher, uh, she's won a world championship before, so you can't uh, count her out. No, you definitely can't. She is ranked behind... Jamie Sinclair and Yunjin Kim on the world rankings at number 18 overall, mm-hmm. but I bumped her up a bit because of her uh, past pedigree. Yeah, she's done it before. Yeah, and you can't really weigh that highly enough. No, I mean, the experience of being here and having won it, she's not going to be caught up in, in anything. Like, there's mm-hmm. really no pressure for her, with the possible exception of, like, this is her event, right? This is basically her Olympics. So maybe mm-hmm. there's, she could put more pressure on herself. Um, but the fact, too, that when you compare it to the other elite teams, right, uh, or uh, at least the Koreans and the Swedes, that she doesn't have the potential for a, an Olympic letdown. Right? She's coming in, you know, hopefully guns a-blazing. And this is a team that, you know, we talked about this at the Olympics, that the Swiss women's program is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And there's a few teams they could send uh, and we've seen that because they've each won world championships. So, yeah, you can never you can never underestimate the Swiss. Of course, at the Olympics, uh, Tiranzoni had a, a disappointing week for her, mm-hmm. but 
they're always in it. They're always a threat to go deep and, and do damage and win a bunch of games. So this is a team that, yeah, absolutely you would expect to see there at the end of the week. Yeah, it looks like they didn't play a, as much of a schedule this season as they have in the past. Um, and maybe that's representative of, of uh, why they didn't get through Switzerland. But, uh, you know, they're, they're always a threat and... We, we definitely, I would slot them in for one of those playoff spots. Yeah, and their schedule is, you know, we talked about how four draws off there for the, the Korean team early in the week. They have a very different schedule. They play twice on the opening day. Uh, they start with China um, on Saturday afternoon. Then, really big early week game, another big game early in the week, against Jennifer Jones Saturday night. Oh, okay. Uh, so that'll be a, a really interesting game early on, a big test for them. Uh, and they have a lot more of a consistent schedule here. They're not the big layoffs that we saw with certainly the uh, the Korean team. The most it appears they have is two draws off at a time. So what, that obviously a really weird quirk in the schedule for the Korean mm-hmm. team uh, mm-hmm. there. So this is a team we expect to see at the end. Now we've separated out then two teams for our top quadrant. Yeah, the, the top two teams, they're ranked one and two in the world in the order of merit. And that's uh, Jennifer Jones and Anna Hasselborg. They're, I would say, easily the class of the field. Um, but, you know, like you said about the Olympic uh, hangover, you know, that could be hanging over uh, the, the head of Anna Hasselborg having won the gold medal. And, you know, what do we have to prove? Uh, we're Olympians. We're the best. Uh, let's go party. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that. That said, they should be uh, a favorite for that one-two game uh, in this event. And Team Canada, Jennifer Jones, they've also got a bit of a question mark hanging over their head as Jill Officer has announced her stepping back from the game for next season. Yes. Caitlin Laws will be there playing third, and she wasn't there at the Scotties for this team. So, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a different dynamic around the team. And they, they're one of the two that are the class of the field. They should be there at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. There's question marks, though, I would say, on both of them. I would say bigger question marks on Sweden because, like we said, the, the hangover from the Olympics, and they haven't had a chance to play uh, since the Olympic Games. Whereas, you know, the, the Jones team... And the thing about the Jones team, too, is that the club there, the St. Vital in... Winnipeg. They do pretty much what the Ottawa Club does for Rachel Holman here, is that they create arena-type ice for them mm-hmm. to practice on. So that's a huge advantage for them. I don't think Caitlin Laws coming back in is going to be an issue at all. I mean, they've played together for over four year, four or five years, whatever it's been. The thing about Jill Officer is interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously there's going to be questions, I assume. I mean, I'd be surprised if uh, our friend Devin Hero doesn't go down and ask Jennifer Jones earlier in the week about you know winning one for Jill, right? This is going to be her last, we think, yeah. last major event uh, ever as, as a competitive curler, and you want to go out with a win. We saw the emotion that she had when they won the Scotties mm-hmm. uh, as well. <laughs> she looked like Joanne Courtney almost. Uh, <laughs> but we saw the emotion there, and, and obviously they, they want to win. I think between the two of them, uh, I believe it's only 2008 that they've won uh, a world championship despite going so many times. So if they could come out here and win one, certainly it'd be big. But in terms of the potential hiccups or the variables there, I think there's more on Sweden's side than there is on Team Canada. And that's just because there's so much familiarity with this team. They've played together for so long. 
Yeah, that that's that's obviously a fair point. I wonder if Shannon Burchard gets any run this week if she, if mm-hmm. they put her in for any of the games given that she helped them win the Canadian Championship. So. Yeah, I, I don't think she plays unless it's a blowout. Yeah, us- like, usually that's the way you'd see fifths, right? Yeah, I don't but, think they're going to... I don't think they're just going to say... like at the st- I don't think she's going to start a game at all. I don't think they would do that. Even though, like we said, some of these teams, maybe at the bottom of the field, if you want to give Don or even Caitlin a day off or, mm-hmm. or a draw off, uh, or Jill, for that matter, if you if you would want to, you probably could, and she could slot in anywhere because she's going to play front end uh, next year. Yeah, and you could make that work if if you wanted to, but I don't think it's necessarily. Certainly, I mean, Don, Jill, and and Caitlin are like physically, uh, unless there's an injury we don't know about. Um, it's it's not like any of them are, are not in phenomenal shape yeah. and, and can't sort of sustain a week, right? Yeah, so. yeah, no, absolutely. It's just uh, it's just one of those extra things uh, that might be there. But you know, those two teams uh, they're the favorites to make the gold medal game in my mind, and uh, we should see them at the end of the week. Yeah. So all right. So those are the thirteen teams. Now let's go through then, Scotty. Let's do our predictions. Oh, the be- best part of the podcast, Best Sean. part of the show. So, so far, um, at the I got the Briar and the Scotties right. Um, and then uh, I was closer at the Olympics than you were <laughs> in terms of overall, uh, if we give points for who was close. So you can go first here on what you think happened. So, so give us your four playoff teams and your winner. Um, we should note too, by the way, um, in looking at the draw, no page mm. with the th- addition of the thirteenth team. Uh, the World Curling Federation has gone away from the page. They're going back to just the semi and the final, which is what we saw at the Olympics. Uh, this is a change. For a long time, the World Curling Federation did only go semi and final. Then they added the page, but for this event, they are going back to just the semifinal so that adds a wrinkle yeah definitely um, in terms of what happens especially you know if sweden or korea if they do have a bit of a hangover get off to a slow start you could see them in a the three four spot yeah Um, which uh yeah it makes me i don't like it i don't like it anymore (laughs) uh all right so who you got so i got uh, canada sweden uh sort of my obvious two picks uh going down the list I'd like to pick uh, Jamie Sinclair's team. They just missed out on the Olympics and played really well this past week at the USA Nationals. And beyond that, you know, I'm going to take a flyer here, Sean, and uh, give me Moiseva and, and the Russians. The Russians, wow. To come up and, and grab that fourth spot. And your winner is? Uh, my winner is Jennifer Jones. Double J. I think they'll do it for Jill. Do it for Jill. More tears. All the tears. All the, All tears. the tears will be shed. And well-earned tears, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been her life almost for 20 years, 25 years. and yeah. uh, so, so good on them. So I'm with you a little bit. Uh, not all the way. I think Canada certainly does make the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Swiss team as well. Can't count out former world champions. Um, I'm going to go, though, with uh, Scotland. Mm-hmm. to make the playoffs, uh, and I'm also going to give a slot to uh, Jamie Sinclair. 
I am betting in this event on the Olympic hangover and that neither of the medalists will Oof. qualify for the playoffs. And this, I don't want anyone to take this as a reflection of what I think of those two teams. Um, they're both world-class, excellent teams. I just question whether or not mentally um, it's possible to go in such a short turnaround from the biggest event in the world to, again, I love North Bay, <laughs> but you're playing in North Bay, Ontario. Well, Sean, I think what it means is that you really hate all of these teams personally <laughs> and that you... I uh, really have a grudge. We jumped on the Korean team uh, during the Olympics as our favorites after the first show. <laughs> uh, you know, the second show, we were we were huge on the the Korean team. So, so we'll see we'll see what happens. And again, some of these unknown teams, I don't know. I think this, you know, because the Olympics and the possibility of the hangover, and I truly believe in it, and I could very easily be proven wrong here. Uh, and happy to do so in the case of Sweden and Korea, because then we probably get better games mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. But if if they do slip because of that, um, the field is then open, right? It wouldn't be crazy if the Czech get a playoff spot, German Germany even get a playoff spot, because the field could be pretty open. So uh, so those would be my four. I'm giving it to Double J as well. Uh, I think she wins uh, and. Uh, we have an interesting sort of dynamic, and Canada doesn't get a medal at team curling in the Olympics. But then, uh, not to spoil it, but we get two world championship gold medals uh, in the spring. Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, really flipping the script. It would be. So uh, so we look forward to it. If anyone's going to North Bay, have a good time. Uh, there are fun places where you can go. Downtown North Bay is really uh, quite entertaining. Um, there's a lot of fun places. Uh, w- if it's still like it was when I was a student, Wednesday nights at the Moose, uh, you get free wings. Uh, there's a like a four. It was like a four dollar cover, and you get a pound of wings. Hey, right. Uh, as part of that cover, so that's always a good time out in North Bay. And you know, go up to Nipissing. There's always fun events going up at the top of the hill. Oh boy. Go Lakers. Uh, um, so uh, that'll do it for our world championship preview for the women uh we've had a big week this week with our three episodes hope you've enjoyed them uh next week we're going to go back to just one episode uh we're going to come back and we'll look at the olympics the or the paralympics going on in south korea right now as we speak we're not recording this the same day we release it but they're they're going on as we speak so we're going to come back on monday or tuesday and we're going to talk about the paralympic curling event uh, the wheelchair curling uh, i've had the opportunity to play against uh, a wheelchair team and it's and and had the chance to watch some games as well and it's really interesting just the dynamic at, at wheelchair the wheelchair game is different and uh, at the trials here when they announced the wheelchair team i had a chance to interview the skip as well so maybe we'll play some of that audio but uh, we'll we'll also talk about uh, my discussion with him and sort of our assessment of the game so uh, if you're not paying attention to the wheelchair team, they're off to a really good start, uh, the Canadian team. And uh, CBC is doing uh, a pretty good job of covering this. So uh, if you want to, you can see uh, the games live if you want. Uh, but, of course, as happened during the Olympics, the time uh, change isn't the most convenient to watch. But all the games and highlights, condensed games, are certainly up there for you. So uh, you know, go out and support the Paralympians and their quest for gold as well. So until we talk to you then, 
Uh, please do subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Give us some ratings and, and comments and all that stuff. You can follow the show on Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. Scott at Scott Lakes TV. I am at Dr. Shawnee Fever. You can email us with any ideas, suggestions, feedback, questions, whatever you want at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So until we meet next week, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.